All right, and we're on. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. We are relatively disappointed, but we are here for as week 13 begins. Another another NFL week rolls on. Another week in sports gives you yet again another episode of the Sports Syndicate podcast. We are the Tri-State Twosome, and we are pretty much ready to go. So uh, yeah. let's jump into this, shall we? We'll be right let's back. It doesn't want to work. All right, take two. I'm Alshon, the same day they signed Tory. The Smith beside me, yes. My wrist is shiny, yes. At all times, catch all signs. Shots fly, no Anakin. Olive Garden, rap town, fit inside Ramekin. Fuck a breadcrumbs, turn breadsticks when that text spit. Cause that marinara soak you. Safety off, you ain't Joku. All right, we're back, and y'all know who it is by now, but just in case, we, to, to the side of me here, I got South Jersey's finest, my boy Nikki, and you know me, yes me, not DDP, it's the one and only South Philly psycho, your boy Dom, and we have uh, some interesting stuff going on this week, we've got Thursday night football kicking off in about half an hour or so, yeah. so I figure... We'll start there. We'll start rattling this shit off. We've got the Dallas Cowboys, who have lost now three of their last four after that amazing yet ugly fucking game against the Raiders, yeah. going into New Orleans to play the Saints, who have lost three straight. <laughs> yeah, they've lost three straight, and they decided to sign uh, Taysom Hill to a 10-year, uh, $10 million. <laughs> it's like, What? Are you yeah, talking it, about? I don't get it. Taysom Hill makes no sense to me. I don't know about y'all, but Taysom Hill makes no sense to me because they had just re-signed him like maybe year, two years ago to a to a decent contract, and then they re-signed him again. And when they did, they gave him this like weird, weird hybrid yeah. contract where it's like, oh, if you're the starting quarterback for so long, you can make up to X amount of dollars, but less if yeah. you're our you know, Swiss Army knife guy, like running back, tight end, gunner, whatever the fuck. So, so yeah, at least it's at, at least it's take some time now. I guess Trevor yeah. Simeon, Trevor Simeon wasn't getting it done. Um, as far as I know, the Saints are going to be without Alvin Kamara tonight. They're going to have they're going to have Mark Ingram back and Taysom Hill starting. Uh, the Cowboys welcome back C.D. Lamb from concussion, and it was just reported before we got on that Amari Cooper will be coming back from COVID protocols. Yep. So, I guess we'll start with Nick. Who do you see winning this uh, Thursday fiasco in the yeah. Superdome? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of different things that can happen here. I mean, there's a lot of different n news, too, that's just happened, like you just named Amari uh, Carmera, uh, Tyson. I mean, there's a lot of factors going, in, yeah, going into this game, but it's still two mediocre teams if you think about it. And it's a Thursday night game. What I mean, what do you expect? I, I mean, usually with two me mediocre teams, it's a pretty decent game, not high scoring. So mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know if Hill's the factor because you said he is starting, correct? Yes. Yeah, he may be the factor here, but I, I – Unfortunately, I got to go with the Cowboys. I just don't see mm. everything lining up. I mean, their best player, Alvin, is out. I mean, that that's a big deal. And also, I mean, although that, uh, you know, uh, Ingram is still a pretty decent player, he's not, you know, the starting running back for the Saints. So I just don't see the Saints winning here. True. All, all true. All true. Um, 
You know, I think it's funny because we're we're probably going to go back over them at the end of the show. But in week eight, we went over our week four picks for MVP, coach of the year, rookie of the year. And at that point, I had named Sean Payton my coach of the year at, through week eight. Yeah. Because I said he did more with like Jameis Winston, Alvin Kamara, and no receivers than any other coach could possibly do with that talent level. Yeah. It's amazing what losing Jameis Winston and Alvin Kamara will do. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> and and do I think Taysom Hill could give you as much as Jameis Winston? Maybe. Yeah. Do uh, you know and, and maybe it'll lead to some success before the end of the season, but do I think that this team can keep up with a Cowboys defense that has been yeah outside of the Raider game pretty pretty dominant and God, the answer is no. Honestly, like I got to take the Cowboys here too, and yeah. I don't know if it'll even be close. But I'm gonna say Cowboys win thirty-one to fourteen. Yeah, I think um, Dak getting his weapons back makes all the difference. Yeah, and I'll go twenty-eight fourteen. Okay. Okay. I yeah. I, I just like I said with all the news and then the noise. Going into this game with the you know out or the it's, signings and who's in or who's out, it's just it's about the better team. And I just like you said, defense. I mean, I know it's cliche, but it wins championships. It's not going to win them a championship this year, but it'll win this yeah. game for sure. I mean, it's going to be a it, it 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 could be an interesting game to watch for the few for the first quarter or two just to see like. Yeah. Whether it's competitive or if Taysom Hill can provide a spark to this offense, because they looked, they looked pathetic. And I know, like usually, two mediocre teams on a Thursday game yeah. is good. This one could be good because if you recall, both these teams played on Thanksgiving, so this is like having a regular week. It's not one of those. Yeah. Oh, we had a game on Sunday. Now we got to hurry up and come back quick on Thursday. <laughs> yeah, and Hill's one of those players where you just don't know. I mean. You brought it up with the contract. I haven't heard something, you know, ever like that, where the, if you do this, you do that. I mean, yeah, I understand there's uh you get more money if you win, you know, the championship or if you do this or you do that. But for him, it's just like if you start a few games, you get more money. It's like, what? So it's exciting. He's one of those exciting players when he's on the field. You do not know what's going to happen. So, yeah, Thursday nights usually aren't the best, but this – like I said, with all the noise and the news going into this game, it, it, it could be interesting. I'm not trying to sell it, but it could be interesting. No, no. I'm, unless the NFL is paying me, I'm not going to sell it. That's for yeah. damn sure. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it, it's just, you know, I mean, Taysom Hill has looked good in spaces. Yeah. You know, he, he had a good stretch last year when Drew Brees was injured, won a few games. Yeah. Didn't win in Philadelphia. Yeah. But he won a few games, and it looked like, all right, you know, kid's got a bright enough future. And it was kind of, I was kind of shocked going into this year when they named Jameis Winston the starter. Yeah, me too. You know, I mean, he, I think, I think he got re-signed to a one-year deal, or he had a year left. But Taysom yeah. Hill had already been signed; he had already started. It's not like Jameis Winston won there. Yeah, it was just they, they had high hopes for this kid hill i mean at one point sean payton compared him to steve young yeah and so what are you starting Jameis winston for is he like your, your yeah. joe montana is that what you're trying to tell me because because no yeah. <laughs> yeah it's it's an odd game it's gonna be uh it's gonna, gonna be, be interesting 
Yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting to see, and I guess it leads to a little bit of, you know, I, I don't want to say drama, but at least a little bit of off-season interest where it's like, all right, season's over. Jameis yeah. Winston played well, but he's coming off an injury. He's not under contract. Do you want to re-sign him? Yeah. Or do you want to roll with Taysom Hill from here? Yeah. So, you you know, you might as well give him a shot. Let yeah. him see what he can do for the final few weeks of the season and yeah. see if you can get back into the playoff race. Because the Saints are went from yeah. a spot to now in the hunt after losing three straight. And yeah. who knows? Maybe, you know, before the season's over, Taysom Hill can get it back in. I don't, yeah. see, it per- I don't see it exactly, but yeah. what the fuck do I know? Yeah, <laughs> and honestly, who the hell cares? <laughs> at the end of the day oh man i'll tell you something we both care about that we were both rattling off about before we went live and that was uh last week's eagles game jesus christ yeah what's the title for this (laughs) no road to victory no road to victory and why because it looks so fucking easy (laughs) y'all We have, I think it's, uh, this may not be a fact, but I, if I remember correctly, we have the easiest schedule, you know, at the end of the year, we should be on top and we're not. I out mean, of, out of every playoff contender in the hunt right now, we have the easiest strength of schedule remaining. And we did going into last week against the Giants. Yeah. And there you go. The Giants. And then who's next? The Jets. the Jets. And where they play? They both play in MetLife and both games are away. So that's easier for us because it's a short, you know, commute compared to any other um, stadium we go to. It's Philly to Jersey. You know, yeah. you, 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 what you, the you, hell? you make it there with your buddies, like, yeah. As long as one of you isn't wasted. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know how many times I woke up in Jersey going, what the fuck happened last night? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just the same place. The two of the easy, the, the 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 Giants are not a good team. As much as they have no. a lot of good players, Saquon, you know Daniel Jones. I mean, the wide receiving core has been hurt a lot this year, but they have good wide receivers. They have an okay defense, but they're not as good as they should be. And then the Jets. I mean, they they're the same freaking team year in and year out, and we have. The two of the easiest teams, two of the easiest. It just, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just upset. I know. It's just, I know. It's, the schedule it for was, us didn't start any better, and we ruined it. There were two things for me in this game that I absolutely lost my mind over. Number one, the touchdown catch by the Giants fullback, where the ball yeah. clearly rolls out of his hands, and he kind of squeezes it between his legs, but the ball's on the ground. That's not a touchdown. They upheld it after review. I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Yeah. Even then, at the end of the game with a chance to win. Yeah. Jalen Rager, what in the fuck is your... He dropped not one, but two passes where he was in the end zone. And we win that game as horribly as Jalen Hurts had played. Yeah. As as rancidly, it might have been Jalen Hurts' worst game, worst game in of his young career. Yeah, but we still had a fighting chance. He still managed to get the ball to Jalen Rager twice. Yeah, and that's in the, the end zone. That's an issue. into his hands. 
twice yeah. in the end zone. And this motherfucker dropped it. But Rager should not be the guy. I don't know if he's playing that position where he's you know open most of the time. I mean, it would make more sense because he's not really a good player. But you don't go to him, you know. You don't go to him to win the game. It's like Tom Brady. I get that. With countless, what you know, Gronk. You need a few yards. You're going to him. You're not going to the third string wide receiver. Oh, I know. But there were also times where you know Chris Hogan caught the game winning touchdown from very Tom Brady. Very true. Very true. Very. You true. know, there were there were times that guys you never heard of caught game winning touchdown passes or set up drives from Tom Brady. Yeah. And and it gets to the point where you know. If a quarterback is going to put a ball where only you can get it and you get your hands on you better it, catch it. catch it, yeah. Otherwise, what the fuck were you drafted for? I mean, Jalen Rager's a first-round pick. It's, it's upsetting. It's sad. And, I mean, you said it so well. At this point, I miss Nelson Aguilar. Yeah. Thanks to Jalen Rager. Yeah. That's not saying much. <laughs> yeah, you said it very well. Everybody that's on that field is, you know – it doesn't matter if you're a playmaker, you're going to catch the ball. Again, Chris Hogan, like you said, he was on the field. He made a lot of really, really good plays for that team. But Rager should not be on the field at all. I mean, it's. I think it's plain and simple. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they had last year or the year before, they had Greg Ward who made a lot of plays for him, and he yeah. barely gets on the field now. I know they're trying to figure out what they got in this kid because – he didn't do much in his rookie season. And, yeah. you know, you, hey, we, we drafted him in the first round. You got to see what he can do. Yeah. But if this is all he can do, then you okay. should not be playing. And then, I, I, I mean, Quez Watkins is probably a better receiver and he's yeah. third on your depth chart at best. Greg Ward is probably a better receiver and he's fourth at best. Yeah. If you can't make the plays, then I don't care where you got picked. It's like, all right, well, sit down yeah. until we cut you. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, but then it comes. It goes back to who's making the decisions. You know, is it Howie? Mm. You know, so it, it's difficult because you don't want to blame it on Nick because you would think Nick's a pretty smart guy. Yes, no. most of his Nick didn't. Uh, are very hard to you know sit. There's only there's one person left from the regime that drafted Jalen Rager, and that's the general manager. Yeah, yeah. Is he making? So at this point, Howie, this is on you. Yeah. <laughs> He's making the calls, which I really hope not. I feel like that's another reason why Dougie left last year because he wanted to make the calls and make the decisions because, I mean, anyone and everyone can see it. You know, Howie might have a lot of good days, but most of his days have been bad. You know, the drafts just – you can never come back from that. I don't care if you have two first-round picks this year and three first round or second round. I, I don't know the actual well, so, I mean, you drafting know, order, but it, it's – this we, is horrible. Uh, we had touched on it a few weeks ago where, like, there's a good chance the Eagles end up with three first-round picks, like yeah. nine, ten, and then maybe a lower the one from Wednesday. the Colts. Yeah. And that's all well and good, except yeah, you got Howie Roseman making those picks. Yeah. And you don't know how much input Nick Sirianni is going to have, if any. If oh, Come on. He does. He has nothing. I'm just saying. Yeah. And, that's why they hired know, him. Shut up it's and just, sit in the corner, you know? I don't want to get carried away on one game, but I've been I've been bashing Howie Roseman for a good couple of years now. Yeah. At least. I let up on him after 2017 because he rebuilt a team that was not yeah. good and and brought them to that level. So I respect him for that. But at the same time, then you just went back to what you yeah. normally do. And one year does not make a career. Yeah. 
And you got to think about this too. He's building when we want it. You know, like you said, you gave him a little leadway because we he won it because mm-hmm. he was building a shitty team or building mm-hmm. the team was shitty, but he was building a better team. Well, you know who's you know fault that was that was his fault. The yeah. Chip Kelly and all this. So yes, he. he you know, he I, I laid off him. I laid off him because Chip Kelly actually got personnel control and and made a lot of bad choices and how he worked us away from that. And and that's cool. But again, it was one year. Yeah. Nick Foles had one good year. Where's he at? Yeah. Third Who's he starting for? Play, yeah. You know, I I mean, he's in the league. He's making his money. But where's he been since yeah. that one good, not even year playoff run? Where's yeah. he been? Yeah. You know, there's a lot of guys who have had one good year in the NFL. I don't care if it's players, coaches, whatever. Yeah. But eventually, when they can't produce, they're not there anymore. Yeah. Howie Roseman has been there since like the dawn of the 21st century yeah. in one way or, or another. Yep. It's time to go. Yeah. <laughs> as much as he did right, there's more wrong. And it's just, and, and it, it, it would be good for the organization, you know, to get rid of him. Kind of like what they do with, you know, Andy Reid a few years ago and Doug Peterson. I mean, he just, you know, it's time to turn to the next page. Yeah. And how we should not be on that page. And it's time to stop blaming. It's time to stop blaming the head coach for the team's failures. Because you've been doing this since Andy Reid. And what's changed? Went through another coach. Went through some more bad drafts. Yeah. Rebuilding with a young team again. Andy's been been here. Super Bowls. Yeah, you know, meanwhile, Andy's yeah. been to two Super Bowls, won one of them. Frank you know. Wright's looking really good right now. It's just – Even it, Carson it, Wentz is looking a lot better without us. Yes, yes. I'm just, just saying. You know what it is? It's At the end of the day, it's not even about his decisions. It's about him getting out of the organization. You know, he's that he's that black spot, you know, and everybody. Yeah. I mean, if you listen to Sunday ra- or Monday morning radio, it's always about, look what how we did here, look what how we did there. And it's just mm-hmm. – it's just, it, he, he needs to go. He needs to go. And of course, yes. It's I, been time. The Super Bowl was amazing. I, I'm mm. always going to be grateful for that. And it's going to be from Howie to uh, Garrett Blunt to Carson Wentz to Nick Foles. I mean. Jay Ajay, the list Jay, goes yeah. on and on. Yeah. It's just, you know, the perfect he, way to end Brent Selleck's career after everything he did for the Eagles, you know, that yeah. type of thing. It, it was wonderful. But, it's but it was, time. again, yes. one year. One year, yes. And it's not like we bounced back. I mean, we we did pretty well the next year, but obviously we didn't win the Super Bowl. And then you look at it. I know we're going to talk baseball, so I don't know if this is a good segue, but look at Ruben, you know. He mm-hmm. had a few good years after 08, so they kept him around, you know. But and it, it just at, got worse. Yeah, and this is, you know, it's going to – something needs to happen. I mean, it's tough too because then we got the two picks in the first round – what do you do? You can't fire the GM right before those picks. I mean, you can, but, I mean, he's been working his ass off to get there. And, again, you know, there's a lot of good, but there's a lot of bad. Yeah. At, at, at this point, they could they could fire Howie, Howie Roseman before the draft, and I'm not going to cry one bit. Yeah. Just, just good. Go. Yeah, you had your chance. You had your chances. Chance yeah. after chance. Just, just go. Just get the fuck out. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And I guess it is a pretty smooth segue because we uh, we got a we actually got a fan question which I enjoyed. And, um, Let's hear it. Chris was Chris had asked us um, 
Do you see anything major happening from the potential work stoppage in Major League Baseball? Like, if they were to go to another lockdown, yeah. What do you see anything major? And I got to be honest, Chris i I can't imagine what would happen if Major League Baseball went into another lockdown right now. Yeah, because just looking at it overall. Every sport was having, uh, yeah. every sport lost some money last year due to COVID just because you couldn't put people in the stands. So, yeah. you know, you take a hit, you get one season back, you go into a lockout, and there are guys already signing like Scherzer for like three, like $300 million contracts. Yeah. And they're not going to make any, they're not going to see any of that money and they're going to go into a lockout. Yeah. That's not going to, that's not going to go well for the Players Association. Yeah. And then with the owners, you've lost money. Now you're going to go into a lockout and lose more money. Yeah. Yep. I just, regardless of what the sticking points are, I don't see this from either standpoint being like, oh, yeah, we'll hold out because we can lose more money. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's such a bad timing, too, because baseball is just not as popular as it was before. I mean, mm-hmm. the Astros didn't help. The no. pandemic didn't help. I mean, Hell no. It's just there's a lot of factors going into this, and it's just not good overall. It's not good. You're not you don't you. It, it's going to be tough to come back from this because the game's boring. I mean, I'm a huge baseball fan. I watch as many games as I can, and I, I love it. I think it's probably my favorite sport. But I'm getting you know different road here. Um, it's just not good. It's not good for the league. I mean, if they do, they got to come back with something different. They have to come back with something different. And I don't mean ump robots, but I mean the pace of the game needs to be quicker. Um, Right. There needs to be uh, – Is it just just me or is baseball one of the few sports without any kind of clock? Like you get to football, you got to play clock. You get to basketball, you got a shot clock. You get to baseball, pitcher could stand on that mound for five fucking minutes scratching his nuts, and you don't say fucking word. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know if you've been to a Phillies game lately, but in all stadiums, they have counters. There, there's a there's a, like a little um, clock, and you have to get back on the mound, and you have to start you know, winding up. No one listens. I mean, it's just – it counts down, and then it turns yeah, off. Yeah, it's like it's there and for the hell of it, basically. Yeah. And yep. there's no, there's no, it's not like if the clock winds down and, and the pitcher hasn't thrown a ball, like ref jumps up and calls yeah. ball one or something like that, which, which would probably work if he did. Yeah. Yeah. Then it's don't just, have to worry about it. It's not going to be good. No, it's, no, it's not gonna, at all. Yeah. Cause no league can deal with this after a pandemic, you know, you damn right. We live what's happening. Kofi. <laughs> Kofi Weinstein, my man. Dirty hails. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here we go. Brian, he says, yeah, MLB can't afford another lockout at this time, coming out of what we what we went through in 2020 slash 21. Yeah, that's what and I'm they, saying, Brian. And, they, and and baseball, I think Brian brought this up a, a while ago when we were talking about it. Baseball can't – baseball had a hard time recovering from the lockout in the early 90s. I think it was 94. Yeah. And when they finally did recover and, you know – kind of get back to that level and clean yeah. the game up a little bit because we had some problems with some you know performance yeah. enhancers by then they had they had lost a lot of fans but they had worked back they had gotten their revenues up they had gotten their exposure back yeah and then you want to you want to start a lockout right now yeah and the MLB was a laughing stock in the beginning of the pandemic 
They couldn't right. get anything together. Everybody had COVID. It's just, it's, it's not going to be good. No, not at all. I mean, people make it out. People talk about, you know, just seeing Kofi and thinking of Dirty Heels brought this in my head. People talk about, you know, WWE releasing all these superstars left, right, and center, and what a bad look that is. Yeah. What kind of bad look would it be for Major League Baseball to lock their players out right now? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just, I, you know what? I, I appreciate the question, Chris, but it, it, I don't know if it, if it would, if either side would let it happen. And if it does, it's going to be catastrophic at this point. Yeah. Well, it seems like both sides are standing firm. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the But then when you really look at it, because like you know, you can have your pissing contest. But when you really look at it, players can't really afford to lose that money, and owners damn sure can't afford to lose they don't that want money. To. Yeah. Not after last year. Yeah. So it, it's going to be interesting to see, but I don't see it happening. If it does, I'll be shocked. Yeah. I'll honestly be shocked because that yeah. might be the end of baseball. People just say, well, fuck it. I don't care. Yeah. Anymore. <laughs> and uh, just some, I guess we'll go through some some quick hitters for the NFL before we get into these picks. We had uh, we had brought up originally, as we were coming on, we heard a, a report about Antonio Brown possibly forging a uh, – vaccination card for COVID-19. Yeah. And uh, it has been reported by the NFL today that they've suspended three players for violating COVID-19 protocols. And the most notable one is Antonio Brown. <laughs> yeah. For providing false records. They also got, um, who else was it? Let me look here. Mike Edwards, who was also a Tampa Bay Buck, and and John Franklin, who is an NFL free agent. But if he were to be signed by any team, he immediately gets suspended for three games. Wow. So yeah, I don't think that's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. It's but you know, we had this we had this wild saga with Antonio Brown where he was trying to go to his chef to get a vaccination card and talk yeah. about the Johnson and Johnson shot and all this shit. And we thought, wow, this can't be. Apparently it is. <laughs> it's just idiotic. I just don't get it. I just don't understand it. And I'm not going to say he should have gotten the vaccine or anything like that. But just don't don't stoop to this level. I don't care. Just go to him and say straight up, I don't want to, you know, take the vaccine. And that's yeah. that and see what happens. But don't do this. Don't. Like if don't you're, yeah. I don't care if you're in. Uh, I'm amazed they didn't suspend Aaron Rodgers. I, I I don't know if that's a hot take anymore, but I'm going to say it anyway. I'm amazed they didn't suspend Aaron Rodgers for claiming that he was whatever, vaccinated, immunized, immunized or whatever the fuck whatever, he called yeah. it. When they found out that basically he was not vaccinated. Yeah. Because he had been claiming it and he had been following the protocols of a vaccinated player throughout yeah. the season. And so with these guys, I mean, I'm glad uh, I'm glad they got suspended. Yeah. It, 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 no one's saying you have to be vaccinated, but there are yeah. different rules if you ain't. And and if you don't want to be, then yeah. abide by those rules. Exactly. You know, I, I understand we live in that type of society where everybody wants to have that cake that, that cake and eat it too, but yeah. When you're in the NFL, when you're traveling all over the country, yeah. when you're in such close quarters and meeting rooms and locker rooms, making so much, shit, so much money, yeah, and you're making that kind of money, yeah. maybe you ought to take the, the maybe you ought to take the necessary precautions. Yeah, you know, even the Bucks put out a statement after this because two of their people got popped, and they said, you know, basically that they appreciate the the league's, you know, yeah. 
timely, you know, timely handling of the matter, and they'll continue to implement all of the league's COVID nineteen protocols. And it's blah, like blah blah blah. Yeah, it's more up, like you're going to pick them up from here because it, you know, yeah, you, you say you're implementing them, but two of your guys just got suspended for not. Yeah. So and do we even know. know if Tom Brady's vaccinated? Like, come on. I have no fucking and if, clue. And they probably and they wouldn't tell you anyway. They He's would only the tell you if he got popped. You know what I mean? Like if he tested positive for COVID, then you'd hear that report like, "Oh, Brady's vaccinated, so it's going to take yeah. this." I don't even think yeah. they would tell you honestly. Well, they came out with that with Aaron Rodgers, and then it start that stirred up a whole fucking business. So, yeah, they're both dickheads anyway. So. It's it's definitely you know I mean Too Brown's bad. already missed several games due to injury. Now he's going to be out three more. It yeah. Certainly doesn't help the Bucks' chances, you know, going into the end of the season. But yeah, it's not a big deal. Oh well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then then wear a fucking mask and say you're not vaccinated. You'll be on the field. I don't know yeah. what to tell you. Sorry. And oh yeah, this is a uh, this is relatively new. We, we I I also learned today that the Seattle Seahawks have. Signed Adrian Peterson to their practice squad. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, I don't know if they're going to do what the Titans did, where by the end of the week he's in the starting lineup, but he's there. <laughs> yeah, he's a good backup to have. I mean, I'll be honest, man. Seattle's got like next to no one. Yeah. They had their starter go out with a neck injury, Carson. and I, I think they ran for a combined 35 yards against the football team yeah. on Monday. And, uh, yeah, but they're out of it. Let's let's be honest. No, they're 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 pretty much. Uh, I think they're they they mathematically stand a chance still, but I don't I don't yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. No. Like, so what do at they this do? point? They bring uh, a more they sell a more uh, a more concerned a more concerned on whether or not we can get Russell Wilson in Philadelphia. That, yeah. That's that's my bigger concern. Like well, after this year, I mean, yeah, of course, great. You know, hmm. Chances are great. And back to the AP thing, you know, they're not oh. going to make it as much as, you know, the percentage says they're going to make it, you know, they're not. And if they do, then when they do, I will, I don't know what I'll do though, but whatever. It's just, it's just, it's good for the, the organization to sell some jerseys, to bring in a, a legendary a hall of famer running back. So, you know what, you know what it seems like to me, it seems like, the organization just grasping at straws to try to show Russell Wilson, like, we want to help. We care, yeah. You know, we want to help. We want to keep yeah. you here. We want to help. Yeah. But, like, running back is one of your many issues carrying over from last season, and yeah. it's only gotten worse. And yep. I don't know if just going and pulling Adrian Peterson from, you know, the free agent waiver wire is going to yeah. really make him think, hey, we're going in the right direction. Yeah. Just, no. I just don't. I mean that that team watching that Monday game, they seem to. I don't want to say give up, but like, yeah. I just didn't understand it. Yeah. I didn't understand how you you target DK Metcalf like three, four times in a game. Yeah. I didn't understand how they were getting that much pressure on on Russell Wilson without Chase Young, and yeah, I, I just I didn't get it. It blew my mind, and they still almost came back to force overtime in that game, yeah. which is insane. But I just, I don't know. It doesn't seem like it's going to end well in Seattle. Like, you had your run, you had your chance, you went to your Super Bowls, you did all yeah. that. It's done. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. It's time to hit the reset button on this franchise. I don't know how you do that exactly, but it feels like it's time for the reset button. Yeah. Like the panic button was last year and now it's the reset button. Yeah, I agree. Game over. Play again. All right. So I think now that we've cleared all that from the rundown, let's get into some of these. Let's get into the rest of these picks for for week 13. And uh, we talked about Antonio Brown. We talked about the Bucks a little bit. They get to go on the road this week yeah. and, and and go to the Georgia Dome to play a struggling Atlanta Falcons team, which yeah. Say you know managed good. to beat Jacksonville, but yeah, not that hard. No. <laughs> no. I, I know I picked him and I regretted it just because yeah. Atlanta had been struggling mightily. Yeah. There's no there's there's no good thing that's happened. I, I mean, I guess Patterson. Patterson is that his name? That's Cordero only, Patterson. Yeah, Hell that's yes. the only bright spot for the Fa- the Atlanta Falcons. It's just another year of choking. I mean, is you know we can talk about is Matt Ryan you know done? Is Matty Ice over? Is this you know the end of his career? Is he even a fir- you know is he even a starter? So I just it you know the Bucks have it here. I mean, there's not much more to say. They're just it's just a weak team. Yeah. I mean, going against you last week when the Falcons were involved cost me. Yeah. And that's probably why we ended up like the Steelers and Lions this week. We tied at 10 at ten apiece. Nice. <laughs> Hell yeah. I don't like that. I don't like that. I wish it was an overtime. I really do. <laughs> yeah. Um, I am. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the Bucks as well against the Falcons. I mean, I know Tom Brady hasn't looked exactly like himself the last few weeks with some of yeah. these turnovers and things, but Leonard Fournette did his best Jonathan Taylor impression against the Colts, yeah. which are a much better defense against the Falcons. Yes. So I feel like they're going to start leaning on him a little bit more to take some of this pressure off of Tom Brady, who's been, yeah. you know, missing. He don't get me wrong. I know he's missing some guys. He's missing Antonio Brown. Gronk just came back, you know, yeah. this, the that sort of thing. But it just feels like the right way to go, and Atlanta's rush defense is, oh, yeah. God, it's terrible. Cordero yeah. Patterson is my favorite wa- waiver wire pickup of the year. I'm not going to lie, guys. I got him when Christian McCaffrey got hurt, and I've been yeah. – I haven't missed him at all. I'm going to be real. I, CMC, I don't miss you. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think he was st- – don't get me wrong. I think Patterson's still a good play this week, but I'm going to go with the Bucks, and I'm going to yeah. say, hmm – Let's say twenty-four to ten. I got twenty-eight ten. <laughs> okay. And then, oh, this next game—I mean, it just—it just depends, really, because it—it—it it, it looks like a blowout on paper, but you don't know exactly who's playing. You got the Arizona Cardinals going into Soldier Field to take yeah. on the Chicago Bears. And you would think immediately this is Arizona's game to lose, but yeah. there's still no word on whether Kyler Murray or DeAndre Hopkins will play in this game. Yeah. Now, they have won two out of three without him, and they have looked good in a couple of those games. Stop. Chicago, I just, I know they won on Thanksgiving. They beat the Lions. Yeah. It it didn't impress. They didn't even beat them that badly. It didn't impress me that much. I, I I think you know, regardless of who plays in this, yeah, 
it's the Cardinals game. I'm taking yeah. them. Yeah, me too. As much as the the running looked really good for the Bears the last two games, I mean Montgomery's back. It it, it looks better, and it looks like that's what they're leaning. You know, since they don't really know who the hell the quarterback is, so they got a decent running game, but it it's not gonna it's not gonna help them in this game. So uh, I got the Cardinals. I mean, it's tough too because Murray is a big part of that team but yeah i just don't think the bears are that good no i mean it's good enough it's, team to win this it's honestly tough because you don't know who's starting who at quarterback for either side like yeah. is justin fields going to be back in the starting lineup or are we going with andy dalton again yeah. is kyler murray going to be back or are we going with colt mccoy for the nick for Foles. the fourth straight game you know oh god if they go to nick Foles at this point yeah. i mean like fire matt Nagy tomorrow but um yeah all right I'll let you go first this time. What do you have as far as score for this game? Uh, give me seventeen ten. I don't know. How, I don't know if they're hmm. score a lot of points, but yeah. With, again, with the quarterbacks in jeopardy, yeah. I don't know exactly how to call this. So, I'm I'm gonna say twenty one thirteen. Okay, we're staying. And, uh, we're sticking pretty close. <laughs> this is this next game is a is a battle of two teams that have been up and down to say yeah. the least this season. I mean, you got the the LA Chargers sitting at 6 and 5. Yeah. Going into Cincinnati to play the Bengals who have now won Destroyed. a couple straight yeah. convincingly. Yeah. And are sitting at 7 and 4, which is Yeah. Not only close to their division lead, it's close to yeah. at this point tops in the AFC. Yeah. So Yeah. Who do you see winning this one, Nikki? Yeah, this is going to be a really good game. And, I mean, Herbert, I think the steam is just uh, almost out or out. You know, it just doesn't seem like they're playing with or for anything. It just, I don't know. He's done a lot of really, really, he made a lot of poor decisions, even when he played against us, but they still found a way to win. Um, This is going to be tough, but I picked the Steelers last week and they got destroyed. So I'm not (laughs) picking against the Bengals this week. So I got the Bengals here. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Like, there. The thing about LA teams, because I know we're going to talk probably about. Yeah, we're going to talk about the Rams later. But the thing about LA teams this year is like, the Rams don't seem to be as good defensively since they lost Brandon Staley, who became yeah. the Chargers head coach, and the Chargers defense looks fucking appalling with him. Yeah. So it just seems like maybe you should have just stayed. You know, sometimes if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Because. Yeah. This has not worked out for either team. You know what I mean? Yeah, seriously. Um, But when it comes to the Chargers, Herbert has been inconsistent, to say the least, the last few weeks. He had a good game against Philly. The rest of them are just up and down. Yeah. Um, Their defense gives up so many freaking rushing yards. It's ridiculous. And a guy that people laughed at laughed at me for when I took him in the fantasy draft, Joe Mixon, is a fucking beast. Yeah. This guy is coming off 165 yards rushing and a couple of touchdowns against the Steelers. He was well over 100 against the yeah. Raiders. He looks great. And the Bengals, I don't know if they watch this show or not, but they seem to have taken my advice to, to run the ball more, cut down these Joe Burrow turnovers, and they've yeah. looked amazing since. Yep. Kind of what the Colts did. I don't see that stopping at home against the Chargers. So no. I, I'll I'll say Cincinnati wins. I think it's going to be a close game. It'll definitely yeah. be an interesting game. You got the shootout between Burrow and Herbert. You know, uh, 
But I think in the end, it's probably going to be Cincinnati 34 to 27. I got 24 17 Cincy. Okay. So we're both seeing it as like a one score game. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a duel. Um, As many mistakes as both teams make, you know, they still have, uh, you know, key players that are healthy. Speaking of two teams that make mistakes, um, we have the Minnesota Vikings coming off a, a pretty bad loss to the 49ers where they also lost Dalvin Cook. Yeah. Going into Detroit to take on the Lions, who lost DeAndre Swift, which yeah. was probably the lone bright spot on that team at this point. Yeah. So I'll go to Nick first. Is there any chance the Lions win this game? I mean, this is one of their best chances they have right now to win game to win a game is against the uh, Vikings just because you named it so many injuries and it just doesn't look like Kirk Cousins is the legit you know, is the real deal. As many mistakes and uh, positive things he does, there's a lot more mistakes that he makes, and it's just that's not winning football. Um, it, it's weird to say, but you can rally r- r- behind, the, you know, these games. The Lions can, you know, you know they haven't won. They need, they need to do something. So maybe this is, uh, this is a game. But uh, this is tough. I, n- to answer your question, I do not think the Lions win here. But uh, I thought you were going there for a minute. <laughs> no, it's just, it's just, it's interesting because there's so many factors. Just like the game we talked about with uh, tonight's game, there's so many different factors. I mean, the injuries and who's not playing up to their, you know, as as you know, as good as they should play. It's just there's a lot that goes into it. But no, long story short, I think uh, the Vikings have it here. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think you're, uh, I think you read my mind, Tim, the lion's best chance to win last week was probably against Tim's bears. Let's be real. They had the lead. They blew it. It was a close game. They let it, they let it slip away. This Vikings team, as bad as they are, as, 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 as truly special as they are at pulling defeat from the jaws of victory, because they've been in more one score games this year than any team and lost most of them. Yeah, as good as they are from at just pulling defeat from the jaws of victory, I don't see them doing it in Detroit. No, not not right now. I mean, it's maybe Jamal Williams is a decent play in fantasy. Eliza Elijah Mitchell Mitchell he had a field day against yeah. him, and and James Williams is a talented back, but yeah, I don't I don't see it happening. I see the Vikings winning, and I'm gonna say. Vikings win 27 to 7. Like it's not even close. Yeah. <laughs> I got 31 31 9. 31 9. Okay. Nine? Nine? Nine points. Oh, what else did Tim say here? All the sabotage by the Bears front office with Nagy's coaching situation. It was all there for. <laughs> yeah. it's, that's very true. I mean, even. We even covered the reports coming out saying that Matt Nagy was going to be fired after that game, and I guess maybe they weren't accurate or winning solves everything for the minute. I don't know, but yeah. but he's still there, and we shall see what happens going forward. Um, the next game is another one. Like It's a division rivalry. It's relatively interesting, but I don't know if it'll be any good, and yeah. that's where the Indianapolis Colts, 
head into Houston to take on a Texans team that uh, has looked better lately. I mean, yeah. I know they got a shitty record, but I mean, Tyrod Taylor's two and three as a starter. <laughs> yeah, only two wins too. Yeah, and it's the only two wins they got. So it, I mean, there's something there. I know, I know, I'm reaching. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but uh, I gotta be on. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if Houston's good enough to take out no. Indianapolis. I thought the Colts should have beat the Buccaneers. It, yeah. it seemed like they went a they went maybe a quarter, a quarter and a half, and forgot that they could run the ball with Jonathan Taylor with the lead, which yeah. made no sense. Yeah, I don't think they're going to forget about that this week. They're going to force feed him the ball. The Texans are not a good run defense, and yeah. they're also not equipped to get into shootouts. So if the Colts start jumping all over them, putting up touchdowns, it's it's just going to get ugly quick. Yeah, I'm going to take the Colts to bounce back in this one. I still think they have a pretty good shot of making the playoffs and maybe making some noise. Yeah, I agree with everything you said. I think the Colts are an exciting team. Um, they okay. are 500, so – They've lost some games that, you know, they should have won. And it just, you know, good teams don't usually do that. They usually win games if they're close. They usually win games if they really need it. If it's a division win, they step up. So this yeah. is, I don't know, it, it's it's good. Like like you said. I think that's one thing that the Colts have to prove. They have to win one of these close games. Because, yeah. like, they were on their way to the go-ahead touchdown against the Rams when Carson Wentz sprained both his ankles. They yeah. – had the lead against the Bucks and they gave it away. Yeah. You know, they got in these close games, but they lost them. Yeah. And I don't know if this week will be no. a close game or they'll have anything. I don't think it's going to be a close game. I'm no. saying Colts win 24 to 14. So yeah. maybe next week. I don't know. But sometime before the season, or even if you get to the playoffs, you got to prove that you win a close game. Yeah. And I think this is where it starts, seriously. So I got a 31 7, maybe one touchdown. <laughs> Maybe one touchdown. Wow. <laughs> so, again, not the greatest game in the world, but interesting. You got the New York Giants coming off the yeah most aggravating win of the season against the Philadelphia Eagles. No, I can't hide it, y'all. I'm sorry. I'm a fan. Most aggravating win all year long. Going into Miami to take on a Dolphins team that has started to click a little bit after a yeah. horrible start. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'll leave this. I'll leave this one to you first, Nikki. Who do you see winning between yeah. Giants and Dolphins? It's weird because the Giants are sneaky good at some at at some points. You know, at some at I don't want to say they're a great team because they're not, but they have those you know players that can make a make this team. A contending team. I know it's in the NF, NL. Excuse me, in the East, the division. I just, yeah. I, I, I think it's going to be a good game, but I have the Giants here. You're taking the Giants. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yes, I am. I think oh. they they're going to rally behind that win. No one really. Th I think every single person thought they were going to lose, and they came and they won. So I mean, that's they're going to head down to Miami. So it's it's. I got the Giants. Okay, and I got to go back to Tim because he seems to he and I seem to be on the same wavelength tonight. You know, he said Colts should have beaten the Bucks. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, they have a good they have they have a team good enough to win the AFC title game if they give the ball to Jonathan Taylor thirty times a game. And yeah. and I'm I'm with you there. You know, I mean, even I I understand it wasn't the same with like 
Frank when he was the offensive coordinator in the Super Bowl year with the Eagles, but they had two good backs that they ran the hell out of in LeGarrette yeah. Blunt and Jay Jai, and it worked out damn well. Yeah. And I think the Colts could be doing the same thing with Jonathan Taylor and just insert your back here because they have Naheem Hines. They even have Marlon Mack, who they're not using whatsoever. That's crazy. You could control the ball. You could control the clock. You could lean on that defense a little bit. You could, you know, present some opportunities for Wentz off a play action. And instead, you're throwing the ball 45 times. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. I'm not even saying Wentz had that bad of a game. It just doesn't make any sense. Now, when it comes to this game, you see where you're going with the Giants. But the Dolphins have gotten a little healthier. Yeah. They've gotten on a bit of a groove. You know, I mean, they've beaten the Ravens. They won last yeah, week. It's a big deal. They're starting to look good doing it. And I'm not saying Tua is there yet, but he yeah. at least looks like the guy they drafted that they wanted when they did yeah. actually draft him. Like, not a guy that you're going to bench for Fitz Magic or that you're going to put Jacoby Brissett in when he's healthy. Like, yeah. he looks like the guy they picked with a top with a top pick. And their defenses look better. They're starting to get a run game going. I, this is the first one we disagree on this week. I'm going with the Dolphins at home. I, nice. I think they have more than enough to take yeah. out Danny Dimes and the Giants. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, we've got another game in the Meadowlands this week where the Eagles off the most frustrating fucking loss I've seen in a long yeah. time. Yeah, I said it. I'm going to keep saying it. <laughs> yeah. Look to bounce back in the Meadowlands against the New York Jets who actually won last week, unlike yeah. us. <laughs> yeah. And, and man, this is this is a game. I'm not saying it's must win, but if you lose this game, you might as well just wrap it up for the season. Yeah. Like, you know, no, yep. we go to New York, we lose back-to-back games to two pretty subpar teams. Like, yeah, we're done. Forget about it. Yeah. Cut this shit off. Let's just go. <laughs> and I don't like saying this, but somebody's got to go. Mm-hmm. Somebody has to be the the scapegoat here if we lose, and I don't think oh, I we're agree. going to. I think as many times as I said throughout this episode that uh, good teams, you know, after a win you rally and you you know you play better the next week. I think taking an L helps too. I think you can rally around that. And uh, I guess yeah, I, it's as tough as it is to rally around a loss. I think the Eagles can do it this week. Yeah, I hear you on that. I mean, I know they started talking about Jalen Hurts and an ankle injury, something along those lines. They're not sure about Miles Sanders or Jordan Howard just yet, and we'll see going into you know Sunday whether or not they play. But I mean, I I gotta I gotta take the Eagles because if they lose, I'm gonna be back here next week just screaming. I swear to God, (laughs) that'll be the entire episode. Uh, that'll be all of it. Like, there's no, there's no nothing. We will get no views. I'll just sit here and rant for 45 minutes about the fucking Eagles, and yeah. and uh, and that'll be it. But I'm, I'm taking the Eagles in this one. I think they bounce back. I think. I don't think it's going to be that close of a game. I'll say Eagles huh. win 24 to 10. Yeah, I think differently. I think. It's going to be a close game. The Jets got to show something. They saw they're probably watching their film now and seeing that uh, we don't run the ball as much, and they have a pretty good running back who is looking really good. So I got uh, Eagles twenty-one fourteen. Okay, okay. Uh, I just think a good spanking this week might help them into the bye week and 
Yeah. Through a not so tough schedule. We'll see. But if they lose, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. <laughs> and and we've got we've got two teams that can't seem to win much these days. I mean, the Jacksonville Jags haven't won much at all. Yeah. And they're going into LA to play the Rams, who have now dropped what three, four straight games. Matthew Stafford's got at least one pick six in all of them. Yeah. <laughs> and and I almost felt for him in Green Bay if I felt for the Rams or Matthew Stafford yeah. at all. Because he didn't play that bad of a game, but their defense was just fucking awful. And yeah. and another pick six, like Matthew, even if you throw a pick, it does not need to be returned for a touchdown. Like you can you can try it downfield. You can you can do one of those, oh, it's yeah. a punt. Fuck it. I threw it 50 yards and he picked it off. Yeah. It does not always need to be a pick fucking six, my friend. <laughs> Yeah. It's crazy too because the Rams were the most exciting team through the first five or six games. Now it's just like, what the hell has happened? I mean, they, they peaked too soon. Yeah, flat out. Like yeah. they were, they were seven and one on top of their division. You I know, mean, Stafford and things like, uh, and and things just fell the fuck. The wheels fell off. Yeah, people are saying Stafford might be MVP this year. It's it's definitely yeah. They, they more too quick, too fast. Um, but I don't care if you peaked week two or three. Jaguars are a shitty team, so I got the Rams here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, you and me. All you want, the Rams are going to win here. No, you and me both. Rams are going to win this one. Give me a score for it, we. Yeah, I'll do twenty-eight, thirteen. Twenty-eight, thirteen. All right. Um. <sighs> 27 to 3. I don't Damn. even like like Dude. no offense no offense Jacksonville but, oh, but they don't care. They're rolling. You're not ready for this. And this is this is the equivalent of yeah. like that college football game where the top ranked team comes in and tunes up on somebody yeah. and then hopefully gets going for the rest of the season. And this might work for the Rams. We'll see. Yeah. But I don't I see them losing. Yeah. I don't see them losing. If they lose this game, you might as well just this is another one pack it up. You're done. Yeah. <laughs> You're done. You can excuse away like, oh, you know, the Titans were hot. Okay. Oh, well, it was Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you know, the Niners have been hot. Okay. Yeah. You lose to the Jaguars, you got no fucking excuse. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And and moving on to the next game, a, a, a team that's been hot lately that I'm not a huge fan of, the Washington football team, will be headed to Las Vegas to take on a Raider team that managed to pull out that game on Thanksgiving against the Cowboys, which had, yeah. Christ, almost as many penalty yards as offensive yards. That yeah. shit was, it was fun, but it was hard to watch at the same time. It's like, yeah. really? Another fucking flag? Come on. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Um, now, it, it's, it's been a roller coaster for the Raiders this year. I mean, that's that that goes without saying at this point, you know. And and I wish all the bad luck in the world on John Gruden with this lawsuit against the NFL. You can go fuck yourself. I'm not even that big a fan of Roger Goodell. I hope he kicks your ass. Yeah. Um, but with the Washington football team, I mean, they've they've looked good recently. Yeah. Like like they got a close win in Seattle, but they've beaten Tampa Bay. They've beaten some teams that they shouldn't have beat. Their defense. Yeah. Started out like last few weeks, they're they're giving up like seventeen points a game after almost thirty two all season long. Yeah, you know it. It seems like they're starting to come come together. And yeah. even though I hate the entire franchise, it's <laughs> it's tough because I I kind of like Ron Rivera. Yeah, it's hard. Like not to. 
you know, good old Riverboat Ron has a soft spot for me. So River for that alone, Ron. I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Washington wins and evens their record out. Yeah. Who you uh, got in this one, Nikki? We we brought up uh last game that uh the Rams they may be peaking to they are you know, they may have already peaked. I think the Reds oop the football team is peaking at a good at a good at a good time. If anything, you call them the dead scrotes. That's yeah. it. There's no other R word. No. <laughs> I think the football team is peaking at a really good time. I got them winning here too. Oh, okay. Okay. I thought we might have disagreed on this one. No. So I, uh I'll say Washington wins 31-28. Holy shit. Um 17-14 the Washington football team. Okay. Yeah, I just think they're peaking at a good time and I mean, who doesn't love Ron Rivera? So all right, so the, our next game, we got a, divi- a division rivalry game, two teams that are still in the thick of the playoff chase that both kind, like both kind of struggled in one way or another last week. We, you got the Ravens coming off a yeah. ugly win against the Cleveland Browns, going into Pittsburgh to play the Steelers. They got the doors blown right the fuck off them by the that Cincinnati was, Bengals. That was awful. And now we have to figure out which one of these struggling teams is going to end yeah. up with victory. So I'm going to leave this one in, in Nick's lap first. Who you got in this game? Yeah, I got the Ravens here just because, I mean, you brought it up. They they win ugly games. And, you know, that game that the Steelers played, I don't care how any team, you know, it's, it's going to be tough to come back from that. So I got the Ravens here winning easily. I just – I don't care if Ben Roethlisberger is on the field, on the sidelines, uh they're not winning Didn't, here. Did it matter last week? <laughs> Let's no. be real. All right. So so you say it's an easy win. Give me a yeah. score. How easy is this win? Uh 31 to 7. Wow, that is a, that is an easy win. Like, yeah, um, I'm definitely as much as they did struggle against Cleveland last week, I think the Ravens will pull this one out. They'll stay, you know, in at the top of the division. They'll stay. Yeah in the hunt for the they're still in the hunt for the number one seed in the AFC and I think that'll yeah. continue. Yeah. Um I don't think it'll be as lopsided because I just, you know, at, at, as much as they struggled last week, it's going to be interesting to see yeah. how they bounce back against Pittsburgh. I don't think Pittsburgh's going to have TJ Watt. I think he's on COVID protocol, so yeah. there is that that might help. Um I'm, I am taking the Ravens. I'm going to say 20 to 10. Okay. Yeah, I want to know statistically how many games um, have the Ravens won. Like, I know there's not there's not a statistic behind this, but how many awful games have they won? You know, close shitty games. There's at least a couple I could yeah. think of, like that Lions game where yeah. uh, Justin Tucker set the NFL record oh, yeah, for yeah, the yeah. longest field yeah. goal. That was ugly. There was this last week's game. Yeah. You know, even even that Chiefs game. I mean, it was high scoring, but it was ugly. Yeah. You know. <laughs> So, so they've had a few. I think this might be another one, but we yeah. uh, we shall see on Sunday. And uh, our next game is another division rivalry game with the struggling Seattle Seahawks at home, taking on the San Francisco 49ers, who have been yeah pretty fucking hot these last few weeks. Yeah, after that loss to Arizona, and uh, 
you know, like I said, I know this. I know Seattle. They signed Adrian Peterson. Yeah. Maybe he provides a little bit of a spark to the run game, but I don't. I don't see San Francisco losing this. I really don't. I think they found something in Elijah Mitchell at running back. Like, if you're looking for somebody because you had Dalvin Cook or you had Christian McCaffrey, this might be a guy you pick up for the rest of the season because he's, you know, fourth straight hundred yard game. Get some get some opportunities in the past game. He could be a fantasy guy for you. I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, I'm I, I, I'm I gotta say the 49ers stay hot. I mean, they're in the playoff hunt now, and a win a, a win here is only going to make it that much closer to where they want to be and and kind of keep Kyle Shanahan around because after a losing season last year, you got to yeah. wonder if he comes up with another one, they don't make the playoffs. What yeah. do they do? Yeah. Well, Kyle Shanahan is two and seven against the Seahawks. Um, I don't care. I mean, that was the, you know, that's when the Seahawks were really, really good. Um, right. So uh, I want to pick the Seahawks, but I can't. I'm going to go with the Niners here. Do it. Do it. No. Would it help if I said Seattle has won 13 of the last 15 against San Francisco? <laughs> yeah. Still. No, not at all. You're still sticking with the Niners? All right, give me yeah. the first, give me the score then. What do you got? I think it's going to be close. I'm going to go 36-28. Wow. You got yeah. I think they're going to step up on. here. I mean, okay. it's always entertaining. Um... um I'm like I'm thinking twenty three to fourteen. Okay, a decent, a decent game. And and the division rivalries continue throughout the rest of our week because now we go to the AFC West. And we've got the Denver Broncos coming off a pretty big win. Yeah, going into Arrowhead to play Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and yes. the Kansas City Chiefs. Sunday night football night on America. Sunday night football. If you can mute Chris Collinsworth, it ought to be fun to watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't been, stand that dude. I've been digging Mike Tirico as much as I love. Uh, oh, I love shit. Mike. Love him. Yeah. Al Michaels is Al what Michaels. you're thinking. Yeah, the miracle. I, I I dig him. I liked him on ESPN. I liked him when he uh, when he does the Notre Dame games. He's just you know, yeah. he's he's, uh, he's entertaining. But uh, back to the game. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> nah, you're good. Uh, I was gonna say, who do you have in uh, in this? Sunday night clash of division rivals. Broncos are so streaky. They look so good at times, and they look, and then they so, look so bad. So bad. But as much as the Chiefs don't look like the Chiefs from last year, or even obviously two years ago, I still have the Chiefs winning at home. It just makes the most sense. And I think, you know, I think they're going to show. I, I mean, Broncos are fun to watch, but they don't know who's playing quarterback. And it's just. It's I know it's a division team and I know or a division game and I know they always play really competitive football but I, I got the Chiefs here. Yeah, I mean I I like what the Broncos are doing. I think they you know the two headed monster at running back. Even get rid of Von Miller hasn't seemed to hurt their defense. They yeah. they found a gem in Pat Sertain the second in the draft. Um, I just I feel like they're at least a year away. Yeah. You know, like Teddy Bridgewater could be your quarterback moving mm-hmm, forward. Yeah. He he could definitely they've they've re-signed some of their pieces like Cortland Sutton and some of their receivers, and yeah. they've got a good group of guys, but I just don't know as up and down as they've been this year, like you yeah. said, I don't know if they're at that level. Now at the same time, Kansas City actually got kind of hot leading into their bye. Yeah. Mahomes had that great game against the Raiders. They pulled off two or three in a row. Yeah. 
their defense stepped up even when even when you know even the Packers game where where Aaron Rodgers didn't start you know it, they their defense has stepped up and played better after looking absolutely fucking atrocious yeah. Hilaire's back. I think I, yeah Edwards Hilaire came back last week and that may, that just gives them that one more weapon yeah. you know and their and their offensive line has seemed to gel a little bit in the yeah. last few weeks too. So with the Rams, they might have peaked too soon. I think with the Chiefs, they might be peaking at the right time. Yeah, that's a great point. They might be equipped to make that run to a division title and yeah. into the playoffs. So I think that's going to continue here against the Broncos. I think we're going to get a good game out of this. I'm going to say. Kansas City wins 34 to 31. Damn. I mean, Sunday night games are always competitive. So Sunday night games are competitive. Yeah. Usually AFC West battles Divisional are very competitive. Games. You know, these yeah. two teams are very competitive. So I think we're going to get something good out of this. Like this yeah. is game of the week potential. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it's yeah. potential. <laughs> uh, give me 24 14. 24 yeah. 14 Chiefs. Okay. And then the Monday night game is might be the biggest division rivalry game of the week. Yeah. You have I'm the New England Patriots. This. New England Patriots who have won five straight at this point. Yeah. Going into Buffalo to play what has been an up and down Bills team yeah. coming off a win on Thanksgiving, yeah. having a long, you know, having a long layoff after that as well to kind of heal up and, yep. you know, get right for this game. Unfortunately, they will be without their Pro Bowl corner, Tredavious White, for the rest of the year. He he did some ligament damage on his knee, and he's going to be done. But otherwise, they're pretty much healthy. And this is not only for the division lead. Like, this might be for, you know, yeah. whoever wins this has a much better shot of being top spot in the yeah. AFC. I know they have a rematch coming up too, so that might help. But but yeah. whoever wins this game, maybe this series could possibly jump into the top spot in the AFC. Um, I'm gonna let yeah, I'm gonna let Nick go first. Who do yeah. you think pulls off the victory here in this Monday night clash? <laughs> yeah, clash of Titans. Seriously, um, and not from Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> as as hot as the Patriots are. I just don't know if they have what it takes to beat the Buffalo Bills. I mean, yes, Mac Jones is looking absolutely amazing. Yes, they still have Bill Belichick, and they have playmakers, you know? A lot of they people do. are stepping up. We discussed that last week. Stevenson yeah. stepping up. The wide receivers, I mean, they're stepping up as well. I don't know. I, is Aguilar? Yeah, he's stepping up too, even though he's – yeah, whatever. He's what like, I'm, meh. What yeah. I'm, yeah. What I'm saying is that they're not going to go into um, New York and beat the Bills here. So I got the Bills. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, New England has been impressive on this five-game winning streak. Yeah. But at the same time, a lot of those five games were not against the greatest teams in the world. Correct. They were against a lot of teams with losing records. Or, or a team like the Titans, which was just missing everybody. Yeah. yeah. So it's it, it, it's it's hard to, you know, any win streak is a win streak and you should be commended for it. But it's hard to believe in a team yeah. like that 
when you just keep beating teams with losing records? Does that mean you have enough to come up, come into Buffalo and yeah. take out the Bills? I don't think so. Uh, you know, I mean, this is one of those games that honestly could go either way yeah. and probably will be close, but I think Bills take it. I think Josh Allen has enough around him. They've started to use Matt Breida a little bit more, and that's provided more of a running game for them, which is something they've desperately needed all year long. Yeah. And their defense, yeah, minus the Pro Bowl corner, is still very good. Yeah. So I, I think the Bills win this in, in a tight division battle. I'm going to say 23-20. to 20. Give me like, 30. Go ahead, my oh, man. I was going to say, like, last-minute field goal on Monday night. Yeah. <laughs> um, give me 34-23. 34-23. Okay, so I see it close, and, and Nick yeah. sees it as a blow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. That's I cool. Mean, I, I think Mac Jones can lead them to victory, but just not, not New York, not here. I just They're just a much better team. Yeah, I mean, kudos to Mac Jones. He is by far, and I'm sure his team is probably too, but he is by far the most productive rookie quarterback of this season. I mean, yes, he has a great team around him and a and a, and a great and a great scheme, but he's still doing he's still doing exceptionally well. And then when you, I know it's jury's still out, but when you see Cam Newton in Carolina, you kind of think the Patriots made the right choice. Yeah, there's that. One hundred. So. Yeah. Last thing we have this week is, uh, of course, every, you know, we have our quarterly MVP, Rookie of the Year, Coach of the Year candidates. We started in week four. We came back in week eight. We're now through week 12. So we got to revisit this one more time. We got to decide if we're sticking with our guy or if we're going with somebody new. So we'll start with the MVP race. In week four, I had said Justin Herbert and Nick had said Kyler Murray. Oh, in week eight, Nick had said Tom Brady, and I had said Matthew Stafford. They Dang. were seven and one, folks. What did you want me to say? You're on a roll, right? Like I'm just, I'm just hot with these picks. I, I might as well have stuck with Kyler Murray at this point, but that's not here. But that's neither here nor there. Rookie of the year, I had Jamar Chase and Micah Parsons. Nick had Najee Harris and Micah Parsons. Yeah. Um, it was the same thing from week four. Yeah. Week eight for for you. I had changed my defensive player of the year to Nick Bolton, the linebacker for the Chiefs, who had been playing out of his mind. Our coach of the year, week four, I said Cliff Kingsbury, and Nick said Sean McVay. Nick kept Sean McVay. I changed my pick to Sean Payton at the time. This was pre-Jameis Winston getting hurt. Okay, again, I, I might be the curse of death. We haven't figured that out yet. So let's start from the top. If you had to go, we're in week twelve now. Yeah, you're let you had last picked Tom Brady as your MVP in week yeah. eight. Are you sticking with that, or do you have somebody else in mind? <sighs> it's tough. It really is tough because if Rodgers didn't miss what two games, he probably would be my MVP, and he was. I mean, he still MVP. could be, you know. Yeah, but he was it last year, and I don't think uh, we don't see that often back to back years. So. I'm going to stick with Tom Brady. You're going to stick with Brady. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I don't I don't remember a quarterback winning back-to-back MVP since like Peyton Manning. Yeah. No lie. Well, Tom, um wait, Tom Brady's No, I'm sticking with it. I'm sticking with the goat. Yep. 
Is that your final answer? Yeah. Yes, I am. Yes, it is. Sorry. Okay. No, no, no. Take your time. Marinate on it. Do what you got to do. It's fine. All right. So, yeah, my my last pick for MVP was Matthew Stafford. Again, this was week eight. He was on fire. They were seven and one. I did not see this coming. Um, honestly, truthfully, at this point, I'd probably steer clear of most quarterbacks for MVP. Like Aaron Rodgers, yeah, he's a good candidate. Yeah. But if we're looking at value and you go back to what, you know, Tim had said about the Colts, no one is more valuable in this league right now than Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. So I'm gonna so I'm gonna go with a running back. I'm gonna go with Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, I think smart. he has a tremendous year. The Colts get in the playoffs, and if they do, it's mostly because he had a tremendous year. It's no offense to the defense. It's yeah. no offense to Carson Wentz. They both yeah. been very good, but without Jonathan Taylor, I don't know where the Colts would be. Yeah, yeah. this isn't like you know the Titans where Derrick Henry goes out and he still managed to win some games and stay at the top of the league. If they lose Jonathan Taylor, I don't know where the fuck they are. Yeah, that's a good point. So I'm going to go there, and we're going to move on to Rookie of the Year. And uh, I had, like I said, my last picks were Jamar Chase and Nick Bolton. Uh, I'm changing both. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm going with two completely different players at this point. Sadly, both Alabama guys, and neither one is Devontae Smith. Um, On offense... I'm going to take Jalen Waddle, wow. and I'm going to tell you why. Tell us. Jalen Waddle is on pace to break the rookie record for receptions. He's in the top 10 in the league in receptions this season. And whether it's been Tua or Brissett or whatever, he has been the only consistent thing on that Dolphins offense. Yeah. Period. Jamar Chase is still very good, but he's kind of slowed down a little bit. Najee Harris is very good, but he's also kind of been stunted with the way the Steelers' offense has been playing. Yeah. Jalen Waddle is getting better as the season goes on. And with that team getting healthier and and developing that, you know, gelling with Tua and that sort of thing, he has looked amazing. He had a monster game last week. Yeah. And he has had some big games throughout the season. So. Jalen Waddle's my offensive player of the week. Defensive player of the, uh, uh, or of the year. Defensive player of the year. I'm going to go with Patrick Sertan the second. I, I think he's a tremendous quarter. I think he's a cornerback. He he obviously comes from some decent stock. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. He's had a phenomenal year and is part of one of the reasons that the Broncos Won that game against the Chargers. Won a few, you know, have have had a solid defense all year long. He has the potential to be a lockdown number one guy, and he might be already. So I'm going with Sertan the second as my defensive rookie of the year. Nice. Now, uh, Nick had Najee Harris and Micah Parsons. Yeah. Are you sticking with those guys, or are we no. changing it up? For offense, I'm going to go with Mac Jones. I mean, this guy's just looked amazing. I know. He's with the Patriots and Bill Belichick and, you know, as much what? as, yeah, Tom Brady is as good as, you know, is the GOAT. I think Bill Belichick had a lot to do with it. But it's, it's I mean, you saw what they did last year with Cam Newton. I mean, they just looked like shit. And Mac mm-hmm. Jones comes in, you know, it just, it shows that Mac Jones, 
is a legit quarterback as much as Bill Belichick is a great coach. Yeah. So I'm going no, I completely agree. Yeah. Completely agree. I mean, yes, they have added to that Patriots offense. They brought in Bourne. They brought in Hunter Henry. Yeah. You know, they drafted some backs. But he still looks amazing. He might be the best quarterback in this draft, yeah. and he's playing that way. So I can't knock that. How about your defensive guy? Are you sticking with Micah Parsons, or we do we go in a different direction there? Uh, let's see. Huh. Oh, he's yeah. Think no, I'm gonna stick with it. Even you though stick team, with Parsons. Yeah, because he's still looking great, dude. He's still looking. Mm, oh like, no. Um, even though they they're not playing best, uh, great football, he's still playing really good ball. So I'm gonna stick with Mr. Parsons there. Okay. Okay, yeah, I, I, it, it's hard to blame me for that one either. I, yeah. I, I he was the rookie of the month. I don't know how much that outside. Was, yeah, he was. Worth, and so. outside of outside of being a cowboy, I love Michael Parsons. Yeah, I really do. He was amazing at Penn State, and he's been yeah everywhere on this Cowboys offense. I don't know linebacker, defensive end, whatever they've needed. He's he's excelled at all of it. He is a rare talent, and. I know you've kind of stuck with him throughout the season. I don't blame you. Yeah. I don't blame you. It just it, – it. I was going to go back to him, and then when I was watching that game with the Broncos and Chargers, yeah, there were a lot of times where they were trying where, – where Herbert was actually looking to see if, like, Pat Sertan was going to follow Keenan Allen and then throw in the opposite direction. And I'm thinking, when you're a rookie and yeah. you got a guy like Justin Herbert worried about you yeah. already, and then you do what you did to him in that game – yeah. yeah, you might be rookie of the year. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I mean, there's there's other games where that has yeah. happened as well, but it just reinforced it. So yeah. I, I I had to switch it up a little bit. We'll see week 16. Maybe I'll have yeah. another one. I don't know. And then, of course, last but not least, coach of the year. In week four, again, I said Kingsbury, and, I changed, and then I changed it to Sean Payton. Nick has stuck with Sean McVay the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> Now again, they were seven and one. You can't blame them. <laughs> but uh, I feel like we're going to be changing our picks. Uh, yeah. uh, it, it just it just feels that way. So I'm going to let Nick go first. Who do you who would you take as your coach of the year? I'm going with Frankie, baby, Frank Reich. I just think the most like, shady. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Frankie, yeah. baby. I've uh, I don't know about you, but I'm watching the Hard Knocks in season. And it's yeah. just what he's been able to do because they did not start well. And he's uh -uh. such a good motivator. And I know they have Jonathan Taylor. I mean, you know, they have a lot of good playmakers. Of course, they have Jonathan Taylor. So that really helps. But I think when it comes down to it, it's all about, you know, playing together as a team, as cliche as that sounds. And it looks like he has a lot of good players around him for a good amount of years. So I got I mean, him this year. No pun intended, but it's hard to knock you for that pick. Because if you Thank give you. Frank Reich a quarterback who can play, I don't care. He's he's gone. He's been there for four years. He's had four separate quarterbacks. He's going from Jacoby Brissett back to Andrew Luck to Philip Rivers to now Carson Wentz. Yeah, but they've uh, you know the outside of the one year that Brissett had to start because Andrew Luck up and retired before the season. Yeah. They have been a damn good football team. And a lot of that has to do with Frank getting his guys ready and keeping them together and, and coming up with a system that works regardless of which one of these four quarterbacks is going to be playing for him in four separate years. Yeah. 
So it, it's it's a it's a solid pick. I can't go against that. I, I absolutely love it. And I'm a big Frank Reich fan. You yeah, know, like was, I, I enjoyed I enjoyed his moments as a quarterback when he got a chance. I enjoyed yeah. him as offensive coordinator in Philly, getting us that helping us get to that ring. And and I've enjoyed him with the Colts. Yeah. So he's just a good I like dude. It. Yeah. No, he's definitely a good dude. Um come on. Do it. Do it. Do I'm gonna it. go with I'm gonna go with another guy that has Eagles roots. Bill Belichick. That is, no. that is fuck no. <laughs> that has had that has had a, a rough go of it this year, but has managed to win games, stay at the top of the division, keep his team going, and, and kind of like Frank Reich, you know, just just will his will whoever he's got left through the season and yeah. keep them winning. And it's John Harbaugh, guys. I'm sorry. I mean, I know he's Dude, not the sexiest pick. pick in the world. And, you know, I know there are probably some some guys with better records and all this stuff. Matt LaFleur, you know, that's where yeah, they, yeah. I could even go back to Cliff Kingsbury. But John Harbaugh has been dealt one of the shittiest hands in oh all God. in all of this entire season. Yeah, before week one even started. Before the season even started. They have to have close to two dozen players on injured reserve at this point. Yeah. And they've had a lot of them since, like you said, yeah. week one. And they have been on top of their division yeah. and in the race for the top spot the entire time, regardless. Yeah. Even when even when Lamar Jackson couldn't play, he went on the road. I know it was against Chicago, but he still went on the road with his backup quarterback and managed to eke out a win. Yep. The, this is a quality coach. Super Bowl winner, very good dude. Yeah, another overall good dude. You know, one of one of these guys that, regardless of what happens, just seems to keep winning. Yeah. Even this year, their their running game is not very good and has no. been for quite a long time. But he still managed to win these games. Yeah. So I got to give John Harbaugh some love at this point. Yeah. It, it, it's going to be interesting to see where he is at the end of the season. You know, and. What they and what they can do in the playoffs if and when they get there, but because yeah. I said a lot about Sean Payton, yeah, and then that went horribly wrong from there. Yeah. <laughs> and and you brought up a great point with, uh, I mean, of course they had a shit ton of injuries, but Lamar is just I don't know he's not playing at mo, you know, the Lamar level that he can no. play at. No, and not at all. I mean, he had what? Ways to win. It's he incredible. had three interceptions against the Browns, and they still won. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They, they, he still. They find it. ways. Yeah, they find. That was what I loved about Sean Payton. You know, he didn't yeah. have the greatest offense in the world. He didn't have the greatest quarterback in the world anymore, and they still yeah. found ways to win games. Yeah, it didn't work with Trevor Simeon very well, yeah. but up until that point, they still find way. They still found ways to be, to win yeah. games. Lamar's John Harbaugh has done it all season long. He's done it most of his career. You know, yeah. I mean, even go back to the whole Ray Rice thing yeah. where you thought, oh, it's a huge part of your offense. What are you going to do? He replaced him with three or four other guys and changed, and drafted Lamar Jackson. There you go. That's what he did. <laughs> yeah, I thought Le'Veon Bell was going to be the answer. It's just he went downhill, yeah. too. It's it's. There's a few teams that thought Le'Veon Bell might be the answer. I don't care if it's New York, Kansas City, then Baltimore, and, yeah. and nope, nope. Yeah. But John Harbaugh moves on, and he wins games anyway, and – 
even dusting guys off, you know, the, the scrap heap like Devontae Freeman has worked for him this year. Yeah. So it, it's it's going to be interesting to see where they end up. If I had to, you know, like that's an AFC guy. If I said NFC, I'd probably stick with Cliff Kingsbury just because they've managed to win games without Kyler yeah. Murray and without DeAndre Hopkins, like huge pieces. Yeah. Even Chase Edmonds has been down, and they've been using John Connor and John Connor and, and or John Connors, and and still. It still works for him, so yeah. they would be like one A and one B. But I'm gonna edge. I'm gonna leave, I'm gonna give Harbaugh the edge just because of the season that he's had. You know, it's yeah. been a little tough for Cliff Kingsbury for the last few weeks. It's been a rough road for John Harbaugh all year long, and yeah. it hasn't mattered since day one. Yeah, and, and, and it hasn't mattered. Like no fucks given. We're gonna win anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm stick with Frankie. I got no one else. Yeah, yeah. I, I like it. I personally, they're, they're, you know, I know they're both Eagles. They're both, you know, Eagles guys. One was our offense of coordinator. <laughs> One was our special teams coordinator with Andy, you know, but, but yeah. they're quality coaches, yeah. <laughs> you know? So, so there is that. And uh, with that, pretty much all we got this week. Um, yeah. I want to thank everybody that tuned in live, left comments, you know, did, did their thing. And I definitely want to thank my homeboy Nick for doing this again. We've definitely we've become the tri-state twosome week in, week Dude, out. Some. Hopefully we're gonna have some some extra people, some more guests on this and yeah. get this shit going. But for now, I'm good doing this. I'm cool yeah. with it. So I'm gonna give Nick the floor real quick and let him just plug away and promote and tell everybody where they can find you and your projects. Yes, sir. So the Universal Wrestling Podcast, you can find us on Twitter at the UW pod and Instagram at UW podcast. We're dropping an episode tomorrow. It's with uh, Mr. Professor three one eight. That station really, really good dude. We're talking about down to earth guys. He was down to earth. He was so humble. So just so inspirational as corny as that sounds, he was just a good dude. So we're dropping that tomorrow and uh, we'll see what's coming next. But yeah, you can find us on Twitter, um, Instagram, and we have a website, uwpod.com. And again, Dom, appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, no problem. Thanks, Nick. I, I, I enjoy every time we get to do this. So so for those of you all that have any football questions, want to talk, you know, want, want us to answer something on the show next week, you can always hit me up on Twitter at S underscore Philly Psycho, or you can come and leave it in the comments under the uh, – live stream which will be left on the youtube channel which is trwt a fox den john it's where we you know we have all our shows top rope wrestling talk this we've got a couple other projects that are a little dated now that are still up there but it's a lot of content in one place for your enjoyment so please check that out and if you want to hear any of this on the go on the radio in your car when you're headed to work or the game or whatever just uh you can basically find us wherever podcasts are distributed, but if you want one-stop shopping, go to anchor.fm backslash Foxden, and you will see all our platforms. You can pick one from there and just have fun with it. And until next week, we hope everybody's teams win, and if not, we still got a few weeks left, so chill the fuck out. Or maybe you'll get a draft pick. I don't know. But until then, we will see you. <laughs> Peace. Peace.